So, some reflections on the dependent origination, Paticca Samuppada, this... I've always enjoyed this uh, particular uh, skillful means, like the Four Noble Truths and the Paticca Samuppada that we have in Pali uh, Canon are uh, ways of contemplating reflecting upon the way it is. They're expedient means or skillful means. So even though they're in Pali, you know, they, we can't, because they're about the nature of the mind and experience and the causes of suffering, then of course they're easily translatable into English lang- psychological language. Now the thing that, that you know, the Buddha gets to the heart of the matter is avicca. This is the this is the problem. This ignorance of reality. So translated as ignorance, avicca, bhajaya sankara. This is this is the this is the root of the whole problem of delusion and suffering. And so uh, then that affects consciousness are within the, you know, because we're each one of us experiencing consciousness from a form of a human body, the limitation of, of a born condition, of a born condition. So this is, uh, we recognize is as long as there's a vicha, then there's going to be the illusory world, the ignorance, uh, and how we interpret conscious experiences through this ignorance. So it's always about, you know, I am this body. So when you, when you limit yourself, your, your identity, your reality is about what you think you are. You are this human body, then you are, you know, a lot of fear, jealousy, greed, resentment arise. Because there's, uh, you know, there's a competitive social system, a world that isn't, where things aren't going to be fair and just, and everything is ideal. But it's it's like this: there's greed, hatred, delusion, selfishness, war and peace, justice, injustice, fairness, unfairness. So the uh, the the this conditioned realm that we're strongly attached to and identified with is is very delicate, very unstable. That's its very nature. So we, we uh, you know, we tend to seek stability in the unstable and happiness in what in uh, we want permanent safety, happiness and stability in conditions that don't have those characteristics. So the result is grief, sorrow, despair, and anguish. So notice in the sequence, avicca, bhajaya, sankara, sankara, bhajaya, vijnana. And so this is, of course, vijja is a sankara, and it's a, it's a, it affects this ignorance, not understanding, not being aware, not having, not knowing reality, then 
everything that we experience through these forms is touched with this ignorance, with the vicha. The relationship to the body, to the world around us, the universe, each other. And that, of course, then Sankarbhajya vinyana, consciousness then is affected. Our conscious experience is distorted. We see, we're experiencing consciousness through distortions that are coming from ignorance. Now that affects Nama Rupa Salayatana. Now Nama Rupa Salayatana are the terms where the, you know, the uh, body and mind and the sense world. Nama Rupa Salayatana, the six senses. Nama Rupa, the body and mind. So this is, this whole body and mind sequence is uh, is experienced through ignorance, and then because of that, then then when it, when they when these conditions are uh, activated and there's pasa vedana, then or contact and feeling, then there's desire, attachment, and becoming, and jati, birth, jaramarana, old age, death. Sokaparite Watuka Tomanasu Payasa. Grief, sorrow, despair, and anguish. So when you contemplate this, then as if there's a vicha, there's going to be suffering. The the two the beginning and the end of that paticha samupada, you know, dependent origination. If there's a vicha, there's going to be dukkha as a result. So then the uh, um, Neroda side. Now this is about the the uh, attachment, ignorance and attachment, and then the the non-attachment, neroda. So when there's non-attachment, then the whole thing collapses. The problem dissolves. So no, like vicha is ignorance of reality, and vicha then is awakened awareness. It's not, it's not some kind of verbal statement or a quote in the Tripitaka. Right understanding is not, it's not some kind of uh, way of thinking. It's uh, awakened knowing reality here and now. The problem dissolves, in other words, the neroda. So when there's mindfulness, then there's no avicca, there's no um, and therefore, the sankharas, consciousness, and all the rest operate, uh, you know, accordingly. But they're not; they don't take us to. We don't create the soka parite watukatomanas. We don't. There's not the uh, attachment to desire, which leads to becoming, leads to rebirth, which leads to old age, sickness, death, grief, sorrow, despair, and anguish. So that's why uh, uh, the simplicity of it is, you know, just what what I've been trying to emphasize over the past few years is, uh, you know, this basic assumption that that we have about ourselves. I am uh, this person, this unenlightened person, needing to practice meditation in order to become enlightened. And this applies to Samanas as well as lay people. This is a basic delusion. It's a vicha based on a vicha 
And therefore, even if you meditate with this basic delusion, as a devoted rule-keeping samana for 50 years, if you never see through the delusion, then you're, you know, it's probably a, you know, skillful way to live in itself. But it's not liberating because we, we still, we never, we're operating always from the idea of I've got to do something. There's always this sense of avicca and which affects everything, monastic life, vinaya, Buddhism, society, relationships, everything. Which is never going to be truly satisfactory in themselves. He's never going to find a, sa a completely satisfying relationship with any conventional form, with a person, with a convention, with a way of life. So then the, this uh, Sakyaditi is the is the this first fetter, you know. This is really a big uh, obsession and a commitment to to ourself, to a, a deluded sense of self. Fully believable, and the society believes it. You know, so you've got a, an ignorant society that goes along with ignorance. And of course, you know, you can see in in the world, you know, even in your own lifetime, the attempts to uh, create, you know, have peace and fairness and justice and all the rest on the worldly level. Only, you know, it just seems to get more complicated and and in more hopeless in a way because human population increases, the environment deteriorates, uh, you know, there's all kinds of, there's so many things you cannot control or make right in the, on the conditioned plane because it's, it's not the way it is. Not understanding, it's merely desiring it to be otherwise. So I am unenlightened person with a lot of hang-ups and problems uh, coming here in order to learn how to practice meditation in order to become enlightened in the future. Now on a conventional level, I think most of us operate operated from that, you know, why we're here in the first place. But then they, uh, then they uh, awaken attention to this, to this basic delusion. As simple as listening to it. It's not saying I'm not. I am enlightened. I'm already perfect, and it's not like that. It's not claiming to be something at all, but recognizing the simplicity of sati sampajanya, awakened consciousness, the consciousness with awareness, within the limitation of the human uh, body that each one of us has at this very present moment. Now emotionally, we're, we're, you know, emotional world is a very convincing one. You know, how what we feel, uh, our sense of our self and, and our loves and hates and our fears, and these seem so real to us the real world, and they're very convincing. So it's very threatening in some ways. 
it's it's uh, somehow secure to, to define yourself as being screwed up. At least you you know you're kind of you're not coming from a, a kind of megalomania, a kind of madness. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm perfectly all right. Uh, kind of refusal to admit uh, that you're suffering in any way whatsoever. But then to completely identify with suffering is an, is the other extreme. I'm a real sufferer. There's, I suffer from all kinds of things. I've got so many problems due to so many things in the past. And so I'm, you know, I'm really miserable, suffering person. It's still the same thing, isn't it? It's a, it's a total commitment to what you're feeling or what you refuse to feel. I'm perfectly all right, nothing wrong with me. Or everything's wrong with me. Or maybe you're more moderate, you know. Well, I do have problems, but other than that, I'm all right. And I suffer a little bit here and I'm happy. And, but uh, and that's more the reasonable approach. But it's still the same thing, isn't it? It's still avicca bhajaya sankhara. So this I am anything, I am this body, this person, these thoughts, these memories. Now the only way out of that sankhara level is with awareness. Otherwise you're stuck in it. You go from one extreme to the other, nothing wrong with me, everything's wrong. You know, and then the emotions are, you know, we, we want to sympathy maybe, empathy from each other. We want, uh, you know, kindness to be recognized and appreciated and respected and and uh, loved by others. We fear uh, that we'll just be humiliated and rejected. So emotionally, you know, we feel happier and safer when things are, people respect us and treat us properly and we can feel really angry or upset when we're disrespected, humiliated or rejected. So that's emotional habits, you know, one we want, the other we dread. But it's all based on avicca, you know, so emotionally we, we live our life, we learn how to say live in a way that we probably will get respect and some happiness out of it. Obey the rules uh, and uh, do the right things to get the the uh, kind of feelings of security and acceptance that we we need for ourselves. Or sometimes life is just really unfair. We're, we're as good as we are and moral and kind, we still can be misunderstood and humiliated and abused. So that's why this, um, you know, for me it uh, really, really investigated this uh, I am unenlightened, screwed up person trying to become enlightened. And just listening to, to this assumption you know, so this this attention, you know, this uh, mindfulness, is not it's not something you know. It's not personal, but it can observe personal 
feelings. I am an uh, unenlightened person is like this. Now, on an emotional level, the conditioned emotional world, that seems the right thing, you know. And they say, I am an enlightened person, that's getting into dangerous territory. And this, this is personal, this is about me, Ajahn Sumato, on a personal level. It seems modest and appropriate and less dangerous to go with the illusion, I am unenlightened, I'm just an, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, it's safer, isn't it? In the Sangha also, you're not going to, nobody's going to accuse you of Bharatika. You're, you're safe, you can say, I'm, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I practice, I have faith in Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, but I'm not enlightened, but, uh, you know, I'm not aiming for enlightenment, I'm just trying to live a good life. That sounds modest and reasonable. But it's still, I am, isn't it? And it's a, it's a, a program for safety and acceptance. You're not sticking your neck out, uh, claiming something that, you know, you could be uh, challenged with. But it's still, you know, this, uh, this and then in a way it's true. The personality is never enlightened. Your personality is never going to get enlightened. Personalities are conditioned. You know, so there's no way a personality is going to sparkle with enlightenment. You know, it's not going to burst forth into an enlightened personality. It's just, this, this is, uh, th that's why it's so important to see personality, Sakyaditi, not as, as self anymore, even though it claims to be. It is what it is, you know. It's a, it can be bright and happy and vivacious and effervescent and positive and beautiful and charming, charismatic, or all the opposite ones. Really boring, dreary, negative, wicked, nasty, satanic. <laughs> So you see, I'm challenging any position you might take personally, you know, because we really need to, to you know, challenge ourselves, you know, to not, not to, it's not about, you know, convincing oneself of anything, but of recognizing, awakening to the way it is. So Sakya Ditti, being the first fetter, is, is the most obvious one, too, because this is the basic problem. You know, this is, you know, why we suffer, because, uh, you know, I am. I've got worries, anxieties, I've got habits, uh, uh, memories, fears, and, and so forth. And, on, and that, that always it seems like my problem. What's wrong with me? Or what, uh, maybe I feel sorry for myself, or feel I'm a victim of life. Life has not been, has not treated me properly. Or maybe I'm more magnanimous. I don't want to be a victim. I'm more of a hero. I don't blame anybody. Nobody's at fault. My mistakes are my own. I admit it. Take responsibility for it. It's still, it's still Sakya Ditti. That's why this knowing Sakya Ditti is, uh, is so simple, isn't it? Not a matter of of trying to get rid of it or change it or 
think that, that I should know Sakyaditi as some kind of personal flaw, but it is like this. This sense of I am this person, this body, this personality. So I am this this uh, pronoun with the verb Ajahn Sumato. Then then uh, the I am this this I'm, I give it a name. And that's personal. And I am is is just more of a statement of being, isn't it? You say I am and then I am Ajahn Sumato, then that defines me. Or I am a bhikkhu, or a man, or American, or whatever. Then it's getting into more personal definitions and qualities. Now just listening to thinking is uh, to, you know, yourself, listen to your personality. So it's quite intentional thinking that that I'm doing, but it's it's not uh, done from the Sakyaditi level. It's the awareness of Sakyaditi. It's the Bhutto, in other words, awakened consciousness, observing the Sakyaditi as an object. So personality is an object. We create it. Remember, some people get into trying to come from the, you know, the, they get the ideas and then they, they, they grasp the idea of no self and then they, they try to talk, well, say, how are you? And they say, there's no, there's no me. <laughs> this is bloody irritating. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not playing games, you know, pretending that you're always coming from the Baramatta Sajja. I mean, we can still operate, I think, to say Amajan Samedo without it being a delusion. And then it's fair enough. And say, how are, how are you? I'm fine, or I'm not so well, or whatever you want to say. <laughs> and then Sila Bhatta Baramasa, this is translated as Attachment to conventions, rites, and rituals are uh, out of ignorance. So this is a second fetter. So Sila Bhattabharamasa, you know, attachment to Theravada Buddhism, to uh, conventional world, to morality, to to um, the anything, you know, the, the cultural attitudes, assumptions, cultural conditioning, social conditioning. So you can see that in the Buddhist teaching, it's not becoming a Theravadan Buddhist, or it's not trying to become a good samana even, is some kind of end in itself. It's it's not to to uh, delude yourselves with with even the good conventions of Buddhism. So it's you know it's a very direct. Awakening, even the word Buddha means awake, wake up. So awakened awareness. So that the conventions we are using are not forms of attachment and delusion to us. And so we, you know, because we live in, uh, you know, we're experiencing conditionality all the time. The, the physical body that, that we live with, the um, uh, vipaka kama of the present, 
the the habits that that operate through us, uh, the social conditioning, emotional conditioning, language, uh, identities of various sorts, cultural, social identities, personal identities. These are, you know, these these operate. These still function. They still arise in the present. But what changes? is our relationship to them instead of becoming and like attachment ubadana dana ubadana bhava now this process in paticca samuppada you know. so dana arises ubadana clinging attachment and then bhava becoming so this is a this you can see in your mind it's not not a, not just about physical birth and, you know, reincarnation. It's about how, how, you know, we live our lives, how we become what, out of ignorance, we become all these conditions. So, pleasant, Vedana, Sukha Vedana. Uh, you have Sukha Vedana, which creates a Gamadanha desire uh, f- to have it, to have more of it, and we become this desire, wanting to be happy and have sukha vedana. So it's a rebirth, and we're reborn at that moment. Jati uh, arises through becoming, so it's like a, a rebirth, a mental rebirth. We become this person uh, uh, trying to hold on to sukha vedana, which of course is is uh, impossible because sukhavedana is impermanent. So then it leads to sokaparte, griefs and despair. You know, so this uh, this way of examining the, this paticca samuppada is uh, and play around with it. You know, so you begin to see. You know how rather than see. I get a lot of questions about reincarnation, rebirth from this, usually around reincarnation, you know, is is it true and is it, you know, what, do you have any past life memories and uh, uh, if I, you know, what will I become in the future or it's what we like, Alan Cole, what, if you commit suicide, what, what will be your future life and all this kind of thing is... Uh, you know, interesting enough, I admit it. But it's still coming out of Sakya Ditti Sila Bhattamasa So what good is it? You know, if I speculate about what happens to somebody who commits suicide and things like this, what, you know, it's, you know, it's just speculation, isn't it? Or maybe it's what, how you interpret scriptures or what other Buddhists say or so forth. So I mean, it, it's still a vicha bhajya sankara. So it's a bit of a pointless task, isn't it? You're just feeding the, you know, re- reinforcing the whole delusion. But in terms of paticca samuppada, then this is you can see it in yourself. So how many? How many changes, how many rebirths do you have during a day when you're happy, sad, angry, bored, fed up, 
elated. I mean, it uh, goes on and on in the emotional world. It's so dependent on conditions. You know, and what the weather's like, or the temperature, or who, who comes and who goes, and what happens here, or in the society, or in the world, the universe. So the, the rebirth, you know, the jati, jaramarana, soka parite, well, this is, this goes on all the time. On that, this is about conditioned phenomena. So the stability then lies in awareness of condition, knowing, knowing condition phenomena. And this is like this word aramana in Pali. Is a, it's a, an object, you know, like the, um, the pure subject is puto then, which is not, you know, it's merely the word, it's a word admittedly, but it, it's pointing at this attentiveness, awakened awareness which is an imminent imminence here and now. It's not a creation. When I try to make myself into a Buddha, then that's, that's a delusion again. Or try to make myself what I think aware, what awareness is. It's just this. Puto tamo. Knowing of reality in the present. And so then the Sakya Ditti, the personality, is, is an Aramana. I am this unenlightened person trying to become enlightened. It's like this. It's, a, it's Aramana, or an object. It's objective, rather than... Where when we don't do this, then we, put, we make this Sakya Ditti the subject. I experience life through my feelings, through my body, through my emotions and views and opinions. I am this person, I really believe it, and I am like this. Then, then uh, I'm taking that which I create. I'm creating myself and operating from this delusion, this deluded creation. Well, what, what kind of permanent happiness and bliss are you going to get from that? You know, it's going to be disappointment, even if you're good at it and you create a very lovely self. Then how can you maintain a, a you know, I am so wonderful as a permanent uh, conviction of life, you know, it changes because life isn't going to support that, because that's not the way things are. Then I hear people saying, well, you know, Ajahn Sumato, you're an advanced meditator. You've been at it a long time. But I'm just a beginner. And I am, you know, and I, I don't have all those years of practice that you do. And that uh, I do have so many problems. And, and I am so, uh, uh, you know, I need to develop this and get rid of that and change this and become that. And, and um so I can't operate in that way. I can't be direct. I've got to have a gradual path. I need a gradual path. You know, what, tell me what to do first. And then, uh, well, keep the sila is a good, good advice. You know, become a good person. Be generous. Donna sila, become a good person. At least, you know, that's good advice. If you're going to, 
if you're operating from that level. So notice in the the Donna Sila Pawana, the kind of sequence that we use in the Theravada school, uh, generosity, uh, morality, and then Bhavana, meditation. But then the Sakya Ditti, I'm practicing Donna first. I'm not ready for Sila yet. Especially the fifth precept and the third. The first I'm good at and second, I'm not so bad. And the fourth, I try, I'm willing, but the third and fifth, I'm not quite ready for that yet. <laughs> but I'm generous. So you, well, at least that's, you know, that is better than just being a, you know, a psychopath and it's, you know, going around murdering and lying, cheating and stealing. I'm not, but it's, you see, it's still Sakya Ditti. Fair enough. And then you say, well, to increase the, a, a more respectful self, you know, a better self-image, uh, you know, then keep five precepts and, and be generous. Don't be selfish. So, so then I try to keep, uh, my sexual desires in line and uh, give up um, booze and drugs. <laughs> so, so that makes me, you know, you know, and socially more kind of, so, no, society now doesn't really like that, you know. They like to have cocktails and get a little tipsy here and there, but have a joint. So you are maybe offending, certain, you know, certain levels of society. And I mean, what this is the, you know, so to develop a, a sense of self-respect. You know, what what do you, you know? The, I found this very important in my own experience. What do I respect? You know, on a personal level, when I just follow, you know, my desires. And and I can do things I don't respect. I can't respect in myself. Because my desires aren't always leading me towards doing things that are respectable. <laughs> but <laughs> but the, uh, the Donna Sela does give one a, a sense of self-respect. Because it is a kind of noble way to live, you know. It brings out better qualities in, in the individual and for the welfare of the society, the family and the society. So I'm not, not trying to, you know, dismiss this. This is, the, you know, on the, when, we're, when people come here, you know, you're encouraging Donna Sila because even on a Sakya Ditti level, I mean, it, it creates a, a, a Sakya Ditti that is, you know, you feel you can feel uh, respect for yourself. And we need that, you know. We're just caught in hating ourselves and and uh, because we live in such, uh, you know, selfish and irresponsible ways, you know, then it is. We're, we're kind of always defeating ourselves and quite miserable. 
to recognize that on the conventional side, Donna Sila, then Bhavana is, is really cultivating mindfulness. So notice that the uh, Fourth Noble Truth, the Eightfold Path of Majima Bhattibhata is Bhavana. This is where what real Bhavana is, because it's not coming from self-view anymore. It's not, not coming from, I practice meditation now, I'm a meditator. Because that's Sakya Ditti. So in the Fourth Noble Truth, there's Samaditi, Samasangapo. So this, this uh, you know, when we usually teach the conventional world, we start uh, Dana Sila Bhavana or Sila Samadhi Panya. And then uh, from the Four Noble Truths perspective, then the, the, then the Bhavana begins with Panya Sila Samadhi. You know, the Eightfold Path is Samaditi, Samasangapo, Samavaja, Samakamanto, Samachivo, Samavayamo, Samasati, Samasamadhi. It's interesting, you know, why on one level you teach uh, Sila Samadhi Panya on a conventional way. Sila's first, Samadhi, then Panya. And then from the insight into the Four Noble Truths, it's Panya first. Well, that's samaditi, and that's that's uh, freedom from sakya ditti. Samaditi. Sakya ditti is uh, is no longer the the uh, mo- the the subject that we operate from. Not me trying to be a good person anymore, but breaking through that illusion of separateness of self of identity with sankara. Or the fourth noble truth is really awareness. You know, it has eight folds, eightfold path, or Majima Bhatti. These are ways of uh, talking about the re- reality of here and now. So it, it sounds complicated. Eightfold makes it sound first you have samaditi, then some, you know, because that's the thinking process. One, one that you kind of think samaditi, samasangapo at the same moment. You know, thinking is like that. It's it's linear. One thought first, and then the second, third. It's like that. That's the way thinking operates. But awakened consciousness isn't about thinking, isn't it? It's it's here and now. It's timeless. Samaditi isn't it about about me developing the eightfold path. If I'm still Operating from I'm developing the Eightfold Path and believe that in a, in this way of uh, I am somebody trying to practice the Eightfold Path. That's still Sakya Ditti. But if you recognize Sakya Ditti for what it is, it's a Nicca Dukkanata, it arises and ceases, it's a Ramana, that which is aware of Sakya Ditti is is the puto. In other words, you can't, it's, doesn't, it's not anybody, any person. Natural state. It's returning to, our, it's our recognizing our, nat, our natural the reality. What is natural, what is real. Where Sakya Ditti is an artificial 
can creation. You know, me as a person is an artificial creation. So in the Eightfold Path, in the Samaditi Samasangapol, this is the, the Panya, the wisdom, awaken, knowing reality, inclining, intention, operate from Sangapol to to Samawaja, Samagamanto Samachiwa, how we relate to uh, the society, to the world around us, to the environment, is Samawaja, Samagamanto Samachiwa. It's spontaneous. It's not me trying to be moral anymore or obey the rules, is it? It's not me trying to be a good boy and and uh, and take responsibility for my life. It's of natural... It's natural to samawaja, samagamanto, samachivo. Because it's still, the body's alive, it operates, it, it needs to eat food and sleep and, and move and so forth in, in the society we're living in. So it's spontaneity. It's not me trying to make myself, to control my desires in order to do good and refrain from doing evil. It's coming from Samaditi, Samasangapo. So when I trust this awareness, then the rest flow from that. And then the Samavayamo, Samasati, Samadhi, that is the, the um, effort, mindfulness, concentration. You see, it's, a, it's, it's one, it's complete then. It's, it's uh, the, the cultivating this this awareness in daily life. Like here at Amravati, cultivating this awareness, uh, encouraging you to, you know, wake up and recognize the path. It's this, the sotapanna, the stream entry, where, where it's no longer, uh, you know, conceptualized. Or, or something that you you uh, you believe in as some kind of ideal path. It's not about yourself having become anything, but it, it's getting beyond doubt, isn't it? It's the Sakya Ditti Silabhata Baramasa Wichikeja. is doubt. As long as there's Sakya Ditti Silabhata Baramasa, is going to be doubt. You know, am I really a stream enterer or not? Can you attain stream entry? Was Ajahn Chan Arahant? Was Atanjakun Panyananda? Was he a Sotapanna Arahant or was he just a good monk? And so, you know, we get into uh, speculation, people have various views and opinions. From the Sila Bhatta, from the Sakya Diti Sila Bhatta Baramasa Vijikicha. First three fetters. So that's why they, it's uh, looking, investigating these three fetters till you know. There's a knowing. They're quite obvious when you when you uh, are willing to to look at them in yourself, not not conceptualize them from scriptural teachings anymore. Just observe your own attachments to conventions to. To the sense of yourself, the, your your emotional habits, your your views and opinions, your memories, 
and the attachments we form around uh, Buddhism and position and so forth and how things should be and what we want and what we dread and then uh, the thinking process. Know the limitation of thinking. It's not to stop thinking or attack against thinking but just be aware of what it does, you know. It's a limited function of the mind so that your relationship to thinking is is no longer thinking about thinking or forming views about thinking for or against it, but recognizing thinking. So it's nothing, no problem at all. It's easy, you know, I, you can recognize I'm thinking. There's awareness that, that thoughts are present. They're like this. But when I start thinking about thinking, then I get caught in Wichikecha again. And the self personality view is going to, is filled with wichikicha. You know, speaking from my own personal, my own sakyaditi, the sense of myself, it always takes me to, to uh, uncertainty and insecurity. Wichikicha. Trying to figure myself out. And, um, I mean, you know, where do I fit in? What am I doing? What's my worth? What have I gained out of this? What do I want for my life? Who am I? And on and on like this. And and go on and on. It goes always into more and more uncertainty. Witchy kecha. So it's uh, like I've had to really determine wholeheartedly not to do that. The, the, you know, to not be caught in the, in the doubting tendency. I feel strong. I'm a great doubter. The habit tendency to doubt is very strong in this uh, vipaka kama. So that's where this uh, affirming, recognizing this is it. This is awareness. Thought arises and ceases. Feelings, emotions, fears and desires, memories and so forth. Puto tamo, the Buddha knowing the Dhamma, the truth of the way it is, or reality, the real, not the artificial creation. 